Welcome back, everybody, to All Met Sports Talk here with Coach Sherm. Episode 44 is coming up. We have Preston Suggs, who's our producer, does all the uh, music on the show. I think you're really going to enjoy this interview. He's a really cool guy, very, very funny guy. Uh, remember to follow us on social media, uh, Facebook and Instagram. Just search All Met Sports Talk. On Twitter, the handle is at All Met Talk. The email is allmetsportstalk at gmail.com. Remember, you can follow Preston and uh, if you're looking for any music for your ventures, <clears throat> uh, uh, he is, his handle on Instagram is at King P Suggs. Uh, so I think you'll really enjoy the interview. Like I said, we're going to talk kind of about his background with music. Then we're going to jump into the NBA. You talk a little college football too. He's he's based out of Alabama, so you know that there's a little <laughs> college football is king down there. Uh, but I think you'll really enjoy it and and some of the NBA talk that we get into. Um, I wanted to bring something up. I had uh, seen something on on Twitter this weekend, this past weekend, where a coach said that he had a player who was uh, an AA, he was an AAU coach uh, who he said he had a player who was choosing not to go to the Pit Jam Fest, huge AAU tournament here on the East Coast, um, and instead was choosing to go to his prom. And the coach had a big problem with this and told the kid that he wasn't serious about his future uh, because he was choosing prom over an AAU tournament. So just want to be on the record in case you all didn't see my response to that. You know, let, let's just try to remember to keep the kids first. And, you know, they get one, maybe two chances to go to prom if they go to their junior prom um, or someone else's prom. But, you know, AAU tournaments come and go. There's a million of them. These kids play basketball year round. And let's remember to, you know, what it's about. Uh, if you're not in coaching to to help the kids out and it goes beyond the, the court, then you probably shouldn't be in coaching. That's just my opinion. Uh, but just want to challenge everybody out there to uh, whether you're a parent, whether you're a player, whether you're a coach, uh, just to remember that, you know, the, these kids really only have a short period of time to enjoy everything that that uh, that comes with being a student athlete. And that includes not just basketball or football or whatever it may be, but really also just being a kid. And, and you know, prom is important. That time with their friends is important. And uh, adults shouldn't be ruining that. So without further ado. Enjoy this interview with my good buddy, uh, Mr. Preston. So, um, but as he likes to be called, peace. Uh, so, uh, enjoy this interview with him. Mr. Suggs, what's going on, man? Hey, what's going on, sir? You having a good day so far? So far, so good, man. It's Friday, you know. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty good, man. Good. Hey, I wanted to tell you, Bernanda really liked the new track. Uh, the uh, Hey, cool. Yeah, she she actually brought, I didn't even ask her, she she actually brought that up, so. Um, oh, great. The funny part is, I, I, I don't know if anybody knows, I, I told you this offline, but I have a, a, another song that I wanted to use for you, but it has a sample in it. And um, um, I, I know you're going to be big time one day and on ESPN or something. So <laughs> I don't want them to come back and ask for reparations later on. Hey, from your lips to God's ears. Hey, <laughs> if they're asking for reparations and that means you did something right. So, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> we should have enough money to pay him. <laughs> hey, I saw a dude the other day. They were trying to sue Kanye for a sample he used 10 years ago. Oh. Um, yeah, because they didn't think the song was going to be as big and then it got big. And now they're coming back to ask for more money. Can't you use like a certain like? Isn't there like you can use like thirty seconds or something? No, not not when it comes to sampling. I mean, okay. if you use just a little bit, you have to pay for it. If it's, if you're using it for promo, like for like a mixtape or just something you're using that you're not making money on, it's uh-huh. fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, but once it starts, you know, when it hits monetization, you gotta hit break people off. The problem is with some of these samples. What happens is there's a old Otis that lives in a, you know. Boomstown, Mississippi, that played the drums on it back in 72. Mm-hmm. He comes out of nowhere, or his family comes out of nowhere and goes, wait, this is the song Daddy played on, and then they're trying to get, you know, their percentage off of it, too. Right. Okay. Uh, so so that's kind of how it works. But oh, Learn something new every day. <laughs> that's your line of work now. I don't mess with that. Hey, <laughs> how far... I have an interesting... Like, this was something interesting happened to me yesterday, but how far do you live from where you grew up? About a hundred miles exactly. Okay. So how often well, let me ask a different way. 
when you go back home, does it feel weird? Very much so. Okay. I don't live that far from where I grew up, but I don't really go back. Um, and it's weird because I think like when I left for, for college, I just always assumed I would go back and I never did. How far away is it for you? It's not far. I mean, maybe like 10 miles. It's not, I mean, I don't mm. live that far, but it's, a, I mean, it's still different because it's just not, eh, maybe it's more intense. It's probably, maybe it's like it's, 20 miles. So in my situation, a uh, hundred miles from me, where I am from back home, it's a, uh, it's very country and mm. everybody is stuck in maybe 2010. So it's always 10 years behind as far as like uh, dressing is concerned, cars, things like that. The funny thing about it, I sent one of my friends this other day, I saw somebody with a car from back home. And it was still like one of those cutlass with the, the huge rims on it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's that's still in style there. Wow. So it's like every time Memphis. I, yes. So when I go home, it's like a blast to the past. You see people dressing like, you know, 2008 Soldier Boy videos. Wow. Yep. Swag, swag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just weird. I had to like go pick up a prescription for my mom and... It was weird, like going back to the same. I hadn't been in that grocery store in probably 15 years or more. Is it a Piggly Weekly? No, it's a giant, giant food. (laughs) We don't have Piggly Weekly stuff here. But it's just weird. Like, it's like so many. And there was like this one pizza place. Shout out to Sorrento's Pizza. um, That like everybody used to hang out at in high school. It was right across the street. But that's like the only thing that's still there. And it's just, it's just, it's just weird there's like so many memories come flooding back you know what i mean but because i just don't go back i mean not and especially now my parents have moved and my brothers have moved from there it's there's really nothing for me to go back there for so are they good memories though or bad memories they're all good memories but it's it's a little bittersweet you know it's just just weird i don't know so if anybody out there is, you know, like, I, I'm curious, hit me up. Let me know how you all feel about that. Cause it's, it's, it's just odd going back. So, but I Am figured I that you, call? cause you haven't gone Am back I? since you moved, right? When you went away to college. To, you never to live? Back. No. <laughs> not right. to live. Oh, I just thought about this the other day. I have not spent the night there in at least, let's see, Paisley seven. I have not spent the night there in five years. Wow. Yeah. Um, my mom comes here way more often than I go there. And when uh-huh. I go, it's usually like day trips. So right. I, I can go get there, you know, Man, nine o'clock a, in the morning. It's a lot of driving. Wait, oh, a hundred miles. Oh, never mind. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so from where I am, I, I, I particularly move where I am now to be closer to my mom and stuff right. uh, across town. Um, so I can get there. It may not be a hundred quite term because um, I can get there in an hour and 20 minutes. So maybe 85 miles, something like that. Okay. Um, and it's all like long country road. You can speed and stuff. You know, it, it's not as bad as it seems. Right. Um, but but yeah, I, I I go down there every once in a while to help my mom with stuff. But I always come back the same day. So yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, everybody knows your name because you've uh, pr- you know produced the music that's been on this show since its inception. So um, so talk to me about music. When did you start getting into music? So I grew up with Puff Daddy, um, Snoop Dogg, and let's see, who else can I name that's false? Uh, uh, Timberland. I grew up with all three of them. We lived in the same house, same mom, everything. <laughs> but no, seriously, when I was a kid, I was put in um, piano lessons, I think at six years old. And it was by surprise. I said I wanted, I wanted music lessons. Uh-huh. In my six-year-old brain, that meant drums. Uh, uh-huh. I got taken to a house to play piano. <laughs> wow. Which which I was kind of indifferent about. So my granddad ended up giving me his piano, which is like a it's a Forbes, I think it's an 1896 piano. I still have it to this day. It's at my mom's house. Mm-hmm. It needs to be restored. I was advised to not restore it though by the piano place because they said I could buy two or three brand new pianos for what I'm gonna pay to restore that oh, one. Oh wow. But it's sentimental and I wanna do it. Mm-hmm. Uh so I'm still on the fence about it. Okay. Um, but my grand, my granddad gave me that piano. Um, my piano teacher insisted that anybody that went to her needed a piano, not a keyboard. Mm-hmm. So that's how I ended up with this big grown man upright piano. Uh, gotcha. It looks like I'm playing in a saloon in the 1800s or whatever, <laughs> you know, drinking sarsaparilla and, you know, playing songs for the prostitutes. So anyway, uh, <laughs> so anyway, I started playing, started playing piano. And believe it or not, eight-year-old me, 
with dust 39 year old me. I mean, <laughs> I was, I was killing it at eight, nine, 10 years old. Um, I got tired of it because it wasn't a cool thing to do. I already had a reputation as a little fat nerd. So <laughs> piano didn't really help me. So I, <laughs> so I street cred. it didn't help anything. Street cred, uh, school cred, nothing. Uh, the ladies, anything like that. And, and it's funny how that works as a kid. Like even, even your name. So Preston wasn't a cool name as a kid. Mm-hmm. I, I've gone by P my whole life. Everybody calls me P, honestly. I, I've never been called anything as a child all the way into now by any family members or close friends, but Pete. So I've called you. That's all right. Go ahead. Shut up. So, (laughs) but, but Preston wasn't a cool name, but then I got to be an adult. It was a cool name. Mm -hmm. So piano kind of was like a similar thing. When I, um, when I got to high school, uh, it still kind of set me apart in a bad way. But as it went from like ninth to 10th grade, that's when, you know, certain school functions and stuff, I would jump on the piano and like, you know, at that point, I was already like making beats and stuff at home. And well, I was what were you making my, beats with? It's a, it was an app called MTV, MTV Music Generator. Hmm. Okay, it, it was on PlayStation, oh. and on and on that app, you had uh, different templates for you know putting together sounds to make songs. But if you got deeper into the app, you could actually pull up a keyboard on the app and play what you wanted to play. So people that didn't know how to play never discovered that portion of the software. So I would sit there and make stuff. And you had to save it on a little PlayStation memory card. The same thing with Crash Bandicoot and, uh, <laughs> and, and, and like Street Fighter and everything else. My music files would be on that. Mm-hmm. I had no way to get those jokers out there. No way. Anybody that needed to hear it had to hear it being played through a 13-inch TV in my room. And that wow. was it. Yeah, so that, that was kind of old school. Actually, I have a picture. I'll show you the picture one day of me sitting in the room. It's a wake set with PlayStation in my PlayStation controller in my hand, keyboard to, keyboard to my left, um, and that's what I was doing in that picture. My mom just came around the corner and took that picture, mm-hmm. and I always said that would be a dope album cover if I, if I ever made one. That was that would be a real cool cool album cover. Well, so I need I, to make I, an album. Uh, I have several albums, my friend. They just never been published. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want to get back at that one day. I I really will. I want to do like a really cool body of work at this point. Because at this point, I have a lot to talk about with life. So we'll see how that goes. Okay. Um, And my wife sings. So she wants to make something. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, As I take a sip of my coffee. Sorry. Um, So 10th grade, that's when I lied to my godmother and my music teacher. Because my godmother was paying for my music lessons. And my music teacher was my music teacher. I lied to him and said I was going to join the football team and I couldn't have, I couldn't do piano anymore. Big fat lie. Uh, then my godmother died of cancer like the next year. Okay. And I hated that the last thing I told her was that I was playing football and I wasn't. And I lied about it. So that kind of broke me up a little bit that I lied about that. Yeah. Uh, so all through high school, I never really revisited at all. Oh, this was the other thing, Sherm. So my music teacher was all about classical training. So I didn't know how to play by ear at all. Uh, I'm still not great at it to this day. Like I can play stuff, but I can't just jump in like with the choir singing and playing the right note and all that kind of stuff. I've never been good at it. She taught me classically. So I I grew up playing Beethoven, you know, stuff like that. So you Uh, can read it, but you can't. Can you read it still? I I, I can do both. Yes, I can do both. Uh It's just I'm, I'm clunky at both of them now. But it. but but it's it went the other like as I became an adult I learned more to play by ear so I'm, but I'm clunky I'm like a it, it's one of those things Sharon, where it's like if someone came to my house like you came to my house you would be like oh damn you can play but yeah. I knew I know what I was before I suck compared to what I was before that's a good way to say it right, right. um so yeah so I I, I suck but <laughs> that went through high school all right got to college. This is when new music software and stuff like that came out. It was something called Fruity Loops. So I would sit in my math classes and my science classes that I was flunking at UAB and make beats. So the, fir- the first, uh, the, one of the beats I had, um, I gave to a guy at work. He was about 40-something years old, and he was a rapper. Mm-hmm. And he worked with me at the same place that I work now, the bank that I work at now. And he asked me for a couple beats. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I've ever told you this story before, Sharon. No, I'm, I'm yes. still trying to get around the 40 year old rapper who's working at the bank. But <sighs> man, yeah, 
Man, he smoked 27 Newports a day, man. He, was, <laughs> he said, so he saw me in the cafeteria one day with my big ass deal of Inspiron 55, whatever laptop, mm-hmm. big piece of plastic that got hot every 10 minutes. And he goes, Oh, what you doing? I said, I was just messing with some music. Oh, you make beats? All right, give me a couple of them. So I give him a couple of them. I don't think nothing of it, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, the radio station here, 95.7, they used to have something like the 9 at 9 or whatever, and they would play like local artists, and people would vote on the local artists. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting at home one day with the radio on, because that's what people did back in the day. Mm-hmm. They listened to the radio. And uh, I hear this song come on, and it says, four, four cats smoking crack in the back of a Cadillac, and it's my beat. No way. And, and I'm going, four cats smoking crack in the back of a Cadillac. What? So I'm going, on one hand, I'm like, oh, my stuff is on the radio. On the other hand, I'm going, I had no say over this. I just kind of gave a random dude some beats, and that's what it ended up being. Yeah. So the, the second beat I, I, I gave him became this song called The Bama Bounce, and it was supposed to be a dance that went along with it or whatever. Of course, I got no royalties or anything off that, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um. <laughs> that was kind of like just a fun, stupid experience for me. Uh-huh. After, after that, I, um, a couple of years later, I went and bought this really expensive keyboard. It's like three thousand uh, dollars. Start making beats on it, doing stuff on it, learning how it worked. I was single. I lived by myself. I used to just jam out. Uh, I actually had a washroom, you know, a place for your washing dryer, and I made that like a studio because mm. who ca- who cares about clean clothes, right? Right. So, <laughs> so I made that into a studio. Started making beats there, um, and I made a couple songs. All right, so ooh, I made one song, and it was a guy on 106 in Park at one of those shows, and he was he was like Chris Brown's manager or something. He asked people to send beats, and I ended up sending something to him. I never heard anything back. About a year later, Chris Brown album came out, and number ten on that on his second album is the Zach beat that I sent him. And it was like transposed up like a half a note. So really, they didn't really change the actual core of the song. They just changed the key a little bit. Why don't you sue them? Uh, proving that, my friend, is, is way more difficult than, than, than you didn't. Uh, you didn't mail yourself the. Nope. You, you know, the whole nope. mail yourself the thing and don't open it with it postmark. Nope. This, this was young me. This was yeah. just I'm just emailing a guy, you know some beats and he uh, he picked one out and then a lot of times it's not on chris brown it's just somebody just gave him something you know right um so so of course some famous producer was associated with it they probably just replayed what i did and and cleaned it up and made it more you know palatable for radio and whatever and that was that so that's happened to me a a couple times have you learned your lesson Uh, yet I hadn't made anything since then, sure. No, uh, I hadn't seen anything <laughs> since then. That's a better part of saying I hadn't seen yeah. anything to anybody. But if you do, you know what to do did. next time. Yeah, I do. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well. Now there are a whole bunch of things in place now. Like I think it's called United Artists or whatever. And if you join there, everything mm-hmm. you pretty much have is directly published, and they put it on Apple Music and all that stuff for you. Oh, so okay. you can you can publish your own stuff, kind of like you do with your podcast now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this wasn't a thing. We we're talking 15 years ago. This right, is yeah. newer stuff now. So that's what I'm going to go through if I ever put anything out now. Right. Uh, the the band camp method, band camp and all that kind of stuff is cool, but people can rip your stuff off there too. So Yeah. Well, mm. well we, so appreciate pretty, the, we appreciate the music. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's my, okay. my musical journey. And one day I'll, I'll put something out for real. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so you, you've provided three tracks here for this, um, uh, podcast, but, uh, so you listen every week. I know that cause you always talk to me about it. So, uh, yeah. what are some of your favorite episodes so far? We're, you, this is episode 44. So you got 43 to pick from. <laughs> it, it, my, Mark agent was my favorite episode by far Yeah, because he, he just reminded me of like my uncle that right. talks crazy. Yeah. It, it was hilarious. <laughs> Dude, I, I started listening to the episode. I was on the way to my daughter. My daughter's a cheerleader. I was on the way to a football game uh, to watch her cheer. And a lot of times, you know, the first five games or whatever, you're all into it. It was our first time. And then after that, it's kind of I'll have like a earpiece in my ear. I'll be on a meeting at the same time. Mm-hmm. Or I'll have your podcast or something else on in my ear while I'm sitting there. Mm-hmm. So I had one earpiece and I'm at the game. And people thinking I'm crazy because I'm laughing. <laughs> I'm laughing. <laughs> And stuff that Mark is saying, and I'm going, what? And I'm having to rewind, like, did he just say that? 
So <laughs> he, he he was like the funniest by far, man. He just sounded like my like one of my uncles or something talking crazy on the radio. So, well, on the on the on the um, podcast. So it was yeah. just funny to me. Yeah, he was funny, man. Like he he needs Hilarious. he needs like a yeah. You need to have another one with him. That was that was funny. So yeah, maybe I'll do it next football season. I'll bring him back on. Yeah, he, he was a trip. And he, he did stand-up comedy, too, before, right? He did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he said he got recognized for that, like, at, at Mandama Ma or something like that. So Right, right. Yeah. Now, he's a character, that's for sure. He was a really cool guy. Super cool. Oh, I've done stand-up comedy once before, by the way. I don't know if you knew that or not. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, I did an amateur night at the uh, Stardome here one time, a long time ago. How that I, I well, must not have gone well if you only did it once. No, no, it, it, it was like one of those kind of like you know how Ti is doing comedy now. It was kind of like just a thing to do, almost uh-huh. like a dare. Uh-huh. Like, hey, I bet you won't. You know, it was like one of those amateur night things where all I did, I was D.L. Hughley in the nineties. All he did was talk about people in the audience. So I did oh, that for yeah. like I did that for like five minutes, and it was funny. And then I got off, and somebody, yeah. oh, you should do this more often. Not really. I just wanted to play around. So. Yeah. Well, don't 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 do it now. Talk about people in the audience. Yeah, I don't know. You're right. I might get slapped. <laughs> <laughs> like or, slap or, by a big old six right, foot two dude. <laughs> yeah, ju- judge accordingly who you're going to talk about. Yeah, that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm good on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So you're a big NBA fan. That's why I wanted to have you on. Well, to promote your stuff as well. But um, I'm loving the playoffs. So before, so let's let's talk some NBA. Uh, how do you feel about the playing games? Okay, this is season two of that. So, I, I think I liked it more last year. Okay, um, I think this year a couple teams that didn't deserve to even be in the playing games got them. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I see what the point of it is. I'm just not totally sure it's gonna work how they want it to. Yeah. Like for example, um. It was somebody out west with a losing record that had a play-in game. I'm going to me. If you have a losing record, you shouldn't be in the playoffs at all. True, um, I, I feel that. But it, it happens uh, I, in every sport, every now. Like I remember the one when you're like the Saints or the Seahawks. They were playing each other. I can't, one of them was seven and nine and got in. And I and I think see, they won that game. But see, football is different because it's based off your um, it's based off your all those different conferences and stuff. Uh, True, it's you're right. So it's different because you can end up being seven and nine and be number two in your number two in your um what is it division? Yes. Well, they, yeah, division. you have to win. You're going to have to win the division to get that. I think. So I think right. they won the division at seven and nine, and, and that just means with a, a a sucky division then. Right, because then you end up like a wild card team could be like ten and six and they didn't get in, but the seven and nine mm-hmm. team, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. But yeah, that's kind of like that the beef you have with the college football system with um don't I I you know, hate it. I I yeah I just I think this thing can be fixed. So we can talk about that because you're in Alabama, so there's a lot of college, that's definitely more prevalent than the NFL down there. The, and you and I have discussed this. My I, I have I think I have a good solution for it, but I just think the power five should get whoever you have to win your conference to get in, right? So and then you tell me yours after this, but mine is the power five get their conference champion in, right? So this year that would have been who it would have been. I don't even know who it would have been going back so far, but uh, Michigan won. Did Georgia, no, Georgia, Alabama won, right? They beat Georgia in the SEC championship. Yes. And then Georgia beat them in the championship. Yep. Right. So Alabama would have got in. Um Michigan, whoever out west, I don't know, maybe Oregon or whoever it was. Big 12 was Oklahoma, I believe. I can't even remember. See, I, I mean, whatever. Um, but either way, those five get in. And then you take, then you use the BCS to get the next three. So you'd get Georgia, you know, and then whoever else it was, Ohio State. But, but, but what if those next three were all, all uh, SEC teams? Then it's all SEC teams. But you're not, but right now, the pack, the pack ten, or what is it? The pack twelve. Not pack twelve will never get anybody in. They just won't. Okay. They have to go undefeated, and that's crazy. So, well, isn't Oregon in the pack twelve or sixteen? I thought it was sixteen. Is it whatever they are out there now? Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> yeah, but or but again, that's crazy. You got to win. I mean, that's sixteen team, whatever. But yeah, but you, yeah, Oregon is there. But if they lose, if they lose 
one, if they lose the, let's say they go undefeated and lose the championship, they're out. You wouldn't let them in, but you can, but Alabama could lose two games, not win the championship and people would still put them in. Correct. So what I'm saying is this way. And if that's the case, if Alabama, because the, 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 the thinking is always take the four best teams, right? Well, that's still subjective. Why don't you just take the, the the five champions and then you can use your subjectivity to get the next three. Okay. Okay. I can see that. Okay. Or, Uh, or, well, no, I think that's the way you have to do it, but then I would still do what I would do. Cause I know that the big thing is games and it's and then do almost a play in. So maybe your top four seeds get a buy, right. Then okay. the bottom four have to, is there enough to do that? At that no, point? they couldn't do it. Cause they will make it five. Yeah. Okay. Right? So then your top, no, it make it six, but then you're still, then you'd have to do a double buy. So maybe your top, your top two by, and then the bottom four play each other, and then the then those two play the top two. No, because that would only be six teams. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I would do. Oh, well, you're saying five. Okay. Uh, uh. There, there's got to be a way to do it. Is is my point? I mean, it, you know, but I I mean, I'm fine doing one verse eight and playing it out because that, that's just three games. But um, but you know, but you know what, certain like. It's still going to be so heavily weighted toward the SEC. That's the part that's fine. like, of course, of course, I'm I'm a UAB, but I'm an Alabama fan too because I grew up an Alabama fan. Mm. But I don't. I want I'm fine to with the SEC. Year. You're going to get two but SEC teams in, right? But you're getting kind of, two now. It's really two SEC teams, and then the next best two is what it is right now. I don't like that. It seems like um, the recruitment process and the talent. It all filters down here, um, and I wish it was it would be better distributed throughout the rest of the, the NCAA. Um, yeah, but because yeah, the, the Florida the, the recruitment in Florida, Alabama, Georgia, Texas, across it's just it's crazy. Like yeah. when you watch the draft, it's like oh number one Georgia, number two, and it's like it's a while before it gets to and. Oregon or Oklahoma, or, or <laughs> and these are big schools. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, dang, come on, dude. Like, and, and that's why it's not as fun to watch anymore because I'm honest. I, I watch games and I go, oh, Alabama's going to beat the crap out of them. Right. And, and I don't like feeling like that when our first game of the season is, this, let's say, Notre Dame or right. Michigan. And you're like, I want a good game. I really, I really want to see a good game. I want us to win, but I want it to be challenging. I want mm-hmm. it to be an actual competition. I don't want to feel like, okay, this is just going to be overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. So, even on our bad – like, last year was a bad year for Alabama. And mm. it still was a – you know what I mean? Like, it yeah. was a bad year, but still, like, it's kind well, of – Well, they got fortunate, though, because Auburn definitely crapped the bit. I mean, Auburn they, – they got a little they, – they got a little lucky a couple times. Because they Auburn, shouldn't – Auburn takes steroids every year before the Iron Bowl. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. But they're, they're taking that that uh that superhero serum or something because they get up to play us and yeah. suck the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. No, it's like that. Hey, the year the Redskins went, well, they went. No, maybe this Cow- Cowboys went fifteen and one, and the Redskins. The Washington, went, the, the Washington football. Team. Yeah, that, that's I'm sorry, right. The Washington. Yeah, what are they now? The wa- The team formerly known as the, the Commanders, I think they are. Commanders. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. that, that old the Washington Football Club from back then. That was their one loss, and then. They went fourteen and two one year. No, that's what it was. Went fourteen and two. They were thirteen and no, fourteen and oh, I believe, and played the Cowboys. The Cowboys were like zero oh and fourteen, and they beat the Washington Football Club. And then the, then the yeah, I mean, it just doesn't make you know when you those rivalries you know get up and stuff. But you know what makes no sense to me? Not changing the subject, but the fact that. Every year, the Cowboys are covered more than any other team, even when they suck. And the same thing with the Lakers. I don't understand that. Yeah. It's stupid to me. But it's like, this team sucks. And you all are just, like, they just take the whole media cycle. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's America's team, I guess. So, What are the Lakers in? Well, the Lakers, there, there was a very small window between Kobe and LeBron. Mm, okay. So there wasn't, like, once, you know, Kobe – you know, rest in peace, Kobe. Once he retired, I mean, what was it? Maybe 
maybe four years at most before LeBron got there, five years. I don't think it was that long. Might have been three. Right. So it so it you know I doubt they were covered that much at that point, but it's you know they were always covered when Kobe was there, and then of course LeBron's going to get coverage wherever he goes. Correct. This is a good segue <laughs> back to the NBA. What, do, 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 do. Who do you uh, <laughs> now? I said this before the season started, and I, and I went on the radio and said this, um, not on this podcast, but on a uh, local local sports talk here. Um, that I said that I didn't think the the Lakers made a good trade at all by getting Westbrook, and I thought that they were doomed. And that was at the beginning of the season. So let's but, rewind. You're you're actually a Westbrook fan, correct? Kind of, sort of. A Wizards. A, you were a Westbrook. Fan. Oh yeah, no, a Westbrook fan. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I am a Westbrook fan. Yeah. Okay, let me ask you this: Where does he fit? Um, he. That's a really good question. I'm trying to think like a team. Um, well, I think right now is a little bit different because he's getting older. So I think that that's part of the problem. When he was in Oklahoma City, I thought he was a really good fit there because it was a mid-major market. You know, it wasn't a, a mid-major market. What do you call it? Is that the right term? A small-ass town. A small market. Yeah, small market. <laughs> yeah. It's a college town. Um mm. I don't think he – and I thought he did great with the Wizards. When he was with the Wizards, he was great. I mean, he averaged a triple-double. So um, so LA, he needs to go somewhere that he can play like he plays. Yes, that's, where, that's, where he can be the guy and, mm-hmm. and play like he plays. Then he can make people better. The problem with that is that's not going to win championships. Dude, right? I always say this. Every athlete that I've ever seen that was super athletic, right, Mm-hmm. but didn't have, like, good fundamentals. Mm-hmm. As they age, it's worse than others. So, for example, Roy Jones Jr., okay? Yeah. Roy yeah. Jones Jr., he was always lightning quick and whatever. And then when he got older, whoo. Yeah. Then you got uh, Allen Iverson. But he was small, too. He was so small, he yeah. yeah. Body. And that was a different NBA when you could Cor- you could right. choose violence anytime you wanted. <laughs> right. You got Russ. You got... um. What was that dude named? He used to return all those uh, kickoff. Little guy used to make an X uh, play for the Chiefs. Yep. Um, like that. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like those, those guys, like when they're super athletic, like they always flame out after yeah. a while. Yeah. Um, and, and Russ is like that too. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping John Morant is that way. But John Morant has a jumper that's better than Russ's even at this point in his career. True. Um, he does. So I imagine he'll only get better. Yeah. Um, because he kind of plays like a baby Russ to a certain degree. Uh, yeah, he's he's almost a mix between like Iverson and and Russ. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but yeah, Russ. I feel I kind of feel sorry for him because I can't really blame the whole season on him. No, just not that, at all. They're the oldest team that, in like NBA history. Right. It's just that gumbo pot of people that they put together. And we'll just so who do you blame <sighs> then? I blame it on um, Kupchik. Yeah, I, blame <laughs> I mean, I, I blame LeBron. LeBron signs off on everything, everything. Yeah. So um, he the, he got the players he wants. Now you can't you can't say well you know it's it's not his fault because they had these players. You know that was the the excuse in Cleveland, and now it's well he gets to sign off on every single player. This is a team LeBron, he wanted. LeBron is thirty seven, right? So mm-hmm. I, I bet you LeBron misses that structure in Miami that he hated when he was there. Yep, I agree. I, I bet you that because I think some of these players, you just swapping them around and you're making a um, it's like you collecting baseball cards or whatever. Like, oh, I have a Willie Mays and a such and such, but you don't know if these pieces actually go together. They just look good on paper to have all these things on one team, right? Yeah. But but if you don't have a coach that people respect, and if you don't have a bunch of people that's going to jail, and then you have an Anthony Davis that's going to be out half a year every year. But you it's knew that. Hard to, yeah, but you know that, right? So, yeah. but, but it's hard to. I, I don't know what the expectations were really supposed to be. I didn't see the Russell Westbrook trade and go, "Whoa, they're going to win it all this year." Now, not really. I mean, first thing I said was, "That's a disaster. It's never going to work." Right? Because he's ball dominant, so you can't have. I mean, it's almost like with KD and, and Westbrook, you can't have two ball dominant, you know, uh, guard or you know. It, it worked. I when mean, they were LeBron's young. a point <laughs> forward, so. 
think think about that. Oklahoma City had three ball dominant people at one time. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that's and crazy. Of, yeah, because uh, um, Harden was coming off the bench. Right. He was six a six man. man. Yep. <laughs> yep. That team, man, had they figured out a way to keep that one together? Good. Yeah. That that would have been crazy. Yeah. And Abaca, and he had Abaca right. also. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Jeff Green. Who? Jeff Green. That's right. And Stephen yeah, Adams. Jeff Green too. Yep. Stephen Adams too. Yep. yep. That was a crazy team, man. Yeah. 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 All right. So uh, let's break down the West, what we're looking at so far. We talked about John Morant. They play game six tonight. So they're the only ones left playing in the first round. Um, Correct. We've gotten to the point, in my opinion, I want to get your opinion. We've gotten to the point where, for instance, last night, Fernanda said, I I had a game. Which game did I have? The Suns game. I had the Suns game off, which we got to talk about that too, because Chris Paul's found the fountain of youth. But we, I had the Suns game on, and she said, it, are the Grizzlies playing tonight? So that's where we are in the John Morant experience. <laughs> you know? That, that's, that series is mostly TV, but it's totally unpredictable. It, yes, it's totally unpredictable. Um, John Morant is totally unpredictable um, because at any point in time, someone, he is going to catch a body, and you're yes. going to be on, you're gonna be on a, a whole bunch of kids – wall if, if kids still put posters up you're going to be on somebody's poster on about ten thousand kids walls after he gets done with you but did you see what he said about that dunk after did he, no what did he say he, he said i'm not that excited it was a guard that's why i didn't do anything i was like oh it was a guard never mind six i was two. supposed to do that he was He's like I, he two. said i was he said i was supposed to do that that was a guard wow he said that didn't, he said that doesn't get him excited so that's why he didn't really celebrate that much after he did it he looked like Jordan in uh, Space Jam when he stretched out from like half court. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, that was – he He is going to – I mean, he, he does bad things to people. I saw, you know, the perfect poster or the perfect uh, – they had some picture up with him dunking on him and it said, John ja Morant chose violence tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I love watching them play. And Ant-Man, so, I love Ant-Man too for uh, Minnesota. So whoever wins this series plays the Suns? No, they play the uh, Warriors. Oh, they play the Warriors. Oh, they go right. Home. Okay. They go right. home, whoever it is. Okay, it doesn't matter. Right. Okay. So Yeah. What did you think about Minnesota celebrating when they won the play in? <laughs> I thought it was Patrick, Patrick Beverly being Patrick Beverly. He's just an over-the-top character in the first place, first of all. I thought it was dumb that they were celebrating that, but I get it because they hadn't made the playoffs in so long, so they were excited maybe for their city or or whatever it was. Uh, It kind of reminded me of Matumbo when he won that that first series against Seattle, I think it was. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Now, the one thing I'll say is when you look at the makeup, you brought up Pat Bev. When you look Mm -hmm. at the makeup of that team, you know, you got the big cat, you got Pat Bev. Um, you also have D'Angelo Russell. So you got a lot of guys that were kind of throwaway guys, like uh they're not that good. You know, let's just kind of send them to Siberia. Uh l- literally and figuratively <laughs> in Minneapolis. So I think it was also a little bit of that. Like everyone said we weren't good, like we weren't good enough, and everyone kind of just, you know, sent us into uh purgatory out here and then to make Do you it realize I think I forget D'Angelo is on that team every single game. Yeah, I, I know. Forget, I keep I keep forgetting he's there. Yeah, I see him and I'm like, oh shoot, D'Angelo is on. The yeah, team. he's yeah. there, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, who who he played for? You know. There you go. Yeah. Because so, the last time he was going off was what with the Nets, right? That's when he was really like snapping. Probably. That, yeah, that year before Kyrie and uh, yep. KD got there, yep. and then he went to the Warriors and kind of got quiet, and they sent him to. Uh, Minnesota. Yeah, purgatory. <laughs> um, that So that's going to be an interesting I, – I think that Memphis – but I just don't know. Minnesota's up so big and they keep blowing these leads. Um, but I think Memphis will ultimately win it. Um, so you think Golden State just dispatches them quickly? Correct. Yeah. I, Go, Golden State – Golden State is like – they're deep. You know, when they have like Jordan Poole and uh, – Gary Payton, the second, or junior or third? Junior. Gary Payton, junior. Yeah, Gary Payton, yeah, the second. And then who else? It's another guy that comes off the bench. And I'm like, you know what? That big dude, uh, Wiseman, I don't think he's even played yet. I don't – is he not hurt? I don't know. Is he I back from injury? He was, I, I thought, thought he was, was hurt. fine. 
Oh, okay. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I thought he yeah. was, I thought he was back from injury now. No, they oh. had a chance to get Ant Man, right? And chose Wiseman. Because Wiseman was the number one pick that year, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. 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 I think they were going by what they needed or what they thought they needed going forward in the future. And then at that time, remember also they thought they were going to let go of uh, Draymond. True. That's true. Yeah. But I think I would have taken Ant Man. Yeah. It, in retrospect, correct. Because Ant Man yeah. went two, I think. That yeah. Year. And he was, yeah. man, you talking about putting people on posters. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he chooses violence on a regular, also, <laughs> and, and, and he's relatively uh fundamentally sound too. Yeah, yeah, and he's funny. He's not like, yeah, he's not like just out there being wild. He's pretty, pretty uh. No, he's really wild. good. He can hit the three, but he uh he that dude is really funny. I mean, he's got yes. a really good sense of humor, and it's it's sneaky because it doesn't look like it would come out of his mouth, but he's a funny right. guy, man. Sneaky right. funny, yeah. Um, all right, so you got Golden State beating them. They beat Denver 4-1. So the Suns wrap up. They beat the Pelicans last night. They wrap up that series 4-2. They're going to play Dallas. Dallas won, beat Utah 4-2. They're about to smoke Dallas. Yeah. Chris Paul, (laughs) I mean, he went 14 for 14 from the field last night. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what are we talking about? He's not a center who's just getting dunks and layups. And, And he's small. And he's small. And he's old. He's small. Yes. And he's old. <laughs> yeah, man. That that dude getting painted on hairlines now. So that dude is old. He he's not even in all state commercials. I thought he was doing it just for that. That dude's getting painted on hairlines like Doc Rivers. And actually him and Doc Rivers may be the same age now that I think about it. Did Chris Paul play with Dominique? Play with Dominique, didn't he? Oh, maybe not. I don't know. But but I still see Chris Paul at Wake Forest punching people in the nuts. Right. Like, um, but Money always talks about that. How dirty yeah, he does. Chris Paul is. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, man, I like the Suns a whole lot, man. I, I kind of think is I kind of think I would have liked for him to get it last year, to be honest. But hey, Milwaukee was a lot for him. Mm. Um, I would be mad. I would be mad if they won it this year, to be honest. Okay. Uh, I I picked at the beginning of the season. I picked Suns Heat. That's what I picked. Yeah, I figured you'd um, the heat. Of course. Right. We'll, course. we'll talk about them in a second. Oh, we will. <laughs> yeah. I think so. So you have so out of, so you have Golden State. You got Suns beating Dallas, Suns beating Golden State. Right. Booker's back, right? That's why he's I, healthy. But, but you know what? The, the reason I said that about um, I kind of think somebody's gonna get hurt on Golden State. I kind of think Steph And why would you say something. something like that? <sighs> it's just how I was looking, man. I mean I'm not saying he's not playing any competition right now, but he's not playing any competition right now. Mm. Like I feel like when they get into those that last round and they gotta, you know, play the Suns, you know, that Chris Paul versus him is kind of a rivalry anyway. They have this thing, this weird love hate thing going on. And well, well I, that's because Steph puts him on ice skates like every time they a play. lot, a lot, yeah, yeah, a lot. But then the crazy part about it, though, Sherm, it feels like uh, Chris Paul is so much older than Steph, but it's like three or four yeah. years, I think. It's how many? It's like three or four. I think Steph is thirty-three. I think. Good it feels old. See that old? Yeah, it, yeah. He's like thirty-three. I think. Man, so I'm, I'm definitely getting old then. Yeah, it, it feels like it's a huge disparagement in age between. It those does. Two, but it's like, but it's like three, four years. I think. So I think because Steph moves so much, he's always you know he's just and Paul Chris just CP just seems kind of not like he's going through the motions, but he's more uh, traditional. Maybe that's yes. worse. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He he's methodical with his approach. Uh, right. He, like like Chris is to the point where he gets to his spots. Yeah. And he knows his spots and he gets to them and that's it. Yeah. Um. Steph runs around eighteen million screens. He can do it <laughs> off the dribble. He can do it catch and shoot. It's like yeah. Just, he's got I'll he's be, got the endurance of a soccer player. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something. And it, I heard a, a kid talking about this, and I thought about it. You know, we always talk about the uh, the Jordan versus LeBron thing. Mm-hmm. To this generation, Steph may be the greatest ever. I mean, if you look at it, look at it this way. Steph does something that most people think they can do because mm-hmm. he doesn't seem very athletic, but you, anybody can shoot. Theoretically, that's what I'm saying. Theoretically, right. anybody can take 18 million jumpers a day and get as good as him shooting. Theoretically. Right. It doesn't seem like it takes much athletic prowess to be able to do what Steph does per se, mm-hmm. versus 
nobody's going to be Ant-Man. Nobody's going to be Jock. Nah, nobody. But you know what I'm saying? Right. Not many people can just come off the street and do that. But a lot of people can shoot. Yeah. And, and Steph does it in a way that it, we always think it's going in. Mm-hmm. Like we look, we are, when, he, when he misses, we go, oh, man. Yeah, like, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, know? man, miss that half-court shot. Yeah. Yeah, he pulled up from half-court. Oh, he missed it. Oh, crap. Yeah. And I think that I think there's a bigger separation than people try to make between him, Dame Lillard, and um Ice Trey. Like I don't I don't people keep saying Trey and Steph together. I don't see it. No. Like Trey, Trey takes those long ass threes, but guess what? One in eight of them goes in. It's not like when he shoots it, I think, oh, it's going in, like Steph. Right. I, I never see him actually, you know, I don't know. Trey and then Trey, Miami pre well, we'll get to Miami, but they exposed that dude. But no, go ahead. Anyway. We start go ahead. We got the we got the Suns. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Suns. <laughs> you think the Suns are gonna beat uh, Golden, Golden State. State? Yeah. Okay. But I think so, the Golden State may be in for more than they're bargaining for with Memphis. Because Memphis has okay. youth on their side. So do you think uh, Donovan Mitchell is gonna leave Utah? After this last, uh, after this year, he, yeah, I could see him. See, I could see him going to the Lakers. Mm, okay, I think that would be. That's what they need. Someone like you know, younger guy. Um, you uh, know. those tweet, those tweeners, though, Sean, they never work out great. He's only six one, yeah, and really, he's a shooting guard, and it's kind of those guys they don't age well i'm telling you that's true those super athletic 6-1 shooting guard guys yeah. like yeah but like i could D-Wade see him, like barely made the cut at 6 <laughs> true yeah true yeah unless he's like a freak like job you know then mm-hmm. but right. we'll see yeah I, I think he'll leave i think he i think he'll end up in in la um all right but yeah i said uh beginning of the season i thought if, if everybody stayed healthy i thought we'd see a rematch from last year so okay. I'll take of the Suns out of the West. The <laughs> yeah, so let's talk would. about – so we can talk about the Heat. That's your squad. Uh, Udonis yeah. Haslam is uh, 62 years old. Yep, for some um, reason still on the bench. I thought yep. he retired last year, but whatever. I did too. Um, uh, still starting fights with his teammates. Not starting fights. He's keeping his teammates in check. Let me um, read you some stats first of all. These are just playoff stats. You may not be aware of them. Okay. Miami is averaging 184 points a game. Um, no, they're not. Yes, they are. Jimmy Butler, anybody <laughs> that he guards is averaging a negative three points a game. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. You said Miami's averaging how much a game? 184 points a game. 184, got it. Okay. Yep. Whoever Jimmy, Jimmy Butler guards is averaging negative three points a game. Now, see, when so you we, said when you say that, I, oh, they're averaging. Never mind. I thought you were talking about plus minus. Go ahead. Continue no, yeah, with your yeah, their actual Their actual points per game is 184. Okay, I may be off by like a decimal, one hundred eighty four point two or something. Um, whoever Jimmy Butler's guard guarding is like negative three points a game. It's shooting negative, guy. Yes, they're beat. They're averaging beating each team by one hundred eighty two points. So, <laughs> so this other team isn't even scoring. It's usually just a huge. They should just call it by halftime. But, but really, I, I love I love my Heat. My Heat are great. I, I just sometimes it's like it's just defensive suffocation. That that's their their game plan. But if Jimmy Butler doesn't turn it up, sometimes I always wonder who's the next person to turn it up. But the weirdest thing about the Heat is when people are out, the next dude is like Struce or somebody, and he likes it up. And I'm going like, I didn't even know who this dude was before this year. Well, they have a great they, front office. What's yeah. Alonzo Mourning doing? Is Alonzo Mourning like the because he sits he's, next to Pat Pat Riley every game. He, he, He's in the front office. I think Tim Hardaway has something to do with him, but I don't think he's in the front office or anything like that. And then, yeah, Pat Riley. And then, it, wait, it's the same click from 20 years, to be honest. It like, is. Yeah. This, it's the, the stability of it. And that's, this is what kind of like a lot of teams aren't understanding. Like, when you change the coach every few years and all this other kind of stuff, you cannot have any kind of stability. Yes, in the culture. You're changing all these – yes, you're changing yeah. all these players. You got all these weirdos coming in. <laughs> and – and um, like I've I've heard a lot, you know, people say that heat culture thing all the time and everything. But it's like um, how they interview people, even people that are going to sign in free agency to make sure they fit in with the rest of the team. It's like I'm wondering why every team isn't doing that, or why every team isn't measuring body body fat each week, or why every team isn't making 
you know, the chewed air conditioning is right and all this other kind of stuff that I read about with the heat. Mm-hmm. Um, it just makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Now, mm-hmm. at the same time, you do have to have a figure like a Pat Riley to make people believe in this stuff that you got them doing. That's the problem that most teams don't have. And that's probably what a young team like Minnesota with no background or history and winning or anything like that wouldn't have the same thing. Mm-hmm. Now, saying that, the Heat versus Milwaukee, if it comes to that, oh, man, that's going to be musty TV. I'm well, telling you, man. <laughs> so you, you just – you're right. So, all right, so let's let's recap. They beat uh, Atlanta and Trey DeBarge 4-1. to one. We, Yeah, we, we should have swept them, but whatever. We yeah, got bored. The, that's the fine. Third game. But now you got to play yeah. Philly. So Philly yes. dispatches Toronto. They beat them uh, four to two in the series, and, and, and it's probably going to be a four one. You think uh, it's four one, dude? When you see what they do to James Harden, it's going to be ugly. Okay, all right. I think that game. Go, I think that series goes at least six. I think it could go six. ugly. Okay. It's going to get ugly for Harden. All right, for old slow fat Harden is going to get ugly. Okay. Ugly for him. I, can see, I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong, but we'll see. This is this is the thing, Sharon. Harden is a great offensive player, but he's one-dimensional. He is. So it's, it's, it's dribble, 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 shoot, right? They just like the heat switching everything is one of the craziest things I've ever seen in my life where you have Bam picking up somebody at half, half court. That's the, right. You have Bam picking up a point guard at half court. That's the weirdest thing ever for your <laughs> center to pick up somebody at half court. Mm-hmm. Like – and, and that's what frustrated Trey. Like, dang, can I get a dribble off? Shoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I imagine PJ Tucker being on um, Harden most of the game. I'm guessing, and yeah. Jimmy Butler kind of switching some, and then Bam switching some. Yeah, but well, they're well so coached, Bam, right? Yes, the, the Heat. Yes. So yes. you're going to have two really good coaches going against each other in this series. Yes. Yeah. So and, what, and and even the people that they complain about on the Heat, like Duncan Robinson and um. And on Hero, they mm-hmm. say they're bad defenders, but really they're average defenders compared to the rest of the Heat. <laughs> it's like yeah. it's like they're bad on that team, but in right. real reality, they're probably average, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, man, it's it's crazy. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to see that. Philadelphia. Um, oh, that's uh, – so that's that, – that, I forgot to to do this. That is – game one of that, that series is going to be Tuesday, as well as Suns-Dallas. It's, it's, it's Monday, uh, the Heat. Heat Philadelphia is Monday at six thirty Eastern. I think it is Monday. I thought Boston yeah. was Monday. Mm-mm. The Heat. I just saw a flash on the screen. Oh, okay. Uh, Maybe they Big Perk was talking about it. Yeah, it's the Heat. I think at seven thirty Eastern. I think it is. Okay. Yeah, um, double check that if you can. But yeah, this I'm looking at NBA.com. It says it's Tuesday. Is it okay? Maybe it was okay. Maybe I was looking at something else. They may have changed that, it though, because it's weird that other. Well, it, it says Boston Milwaukee is uh. Monday. Now that's going to be a good series. Yeah, that, I don't know what's going to happen in that one. But first of all, the Brooklyn Nets, who everyone was saying was going to win the champion, not everyone because I didn't think so. Who a lot I of people were saying, it. yeah, was was the odds-on favorite to win the title was the only team in this year's NBA playoffs that did not win a game and, and should not have been in the playoffs in the first place. To be honest, so, yeah. Uh, Steve Nash should not have had a job. I, I was very critical of him being hired for that job, considering he had never even coached an AAU game. Correct. Um, and he got completely outcoached. Correct. Uh, in the in that series with the Celtics. So, yep. you know, shout out to my guy, Udoka. I mean, he just completely yes. outcoached him. Yes. He was married to Neil and, Long. And he Neil married Neil Long, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's having, he's having yes. a good run. Yep, he's having a great a great life. <laughs> Actually, they've been married twelve years. Yep, they, he has a great life. I I appreciate him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything he does for the world. And he was an assistant. <laughs> yeah, he was an assistant under uh, under um, what's his face, Steve Nash, last year. So. And even the fact that he's a black coach in Boston is like great. So that's well, see that that worries me a little bit with him. I'm not gonna uh, lie because it's you. it's great you. when things are going well, but you know, yeah, when things turn, it's you know, I, I heard Mike D'Antoni say uh, on a podcast last week, the day you get hired as an NBA coach is is one day closer to being fired. 
Yeah, especially for him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> people just get him to, oh, we got a high-power offense. We're going to hire Mike D'Antoni. And then after a few years, well, he didn't teach any defense. Duh. Yeah. Uh, he's been doing <laughs> you didn't hire me to do that. Years. Yeah. Like, like I don't, under, I don't understand that. People keep – these same coaches keep getting these same opportunities over and over, man. Mm-hmm. When you know what they are, you know exactly what they are when you get them. NFL, too, same thing. Uh, you they hire recycling. Right. You hire Lane Kiffin, then you go, oh, man, this dude just playing all these oh, fourth and 13, he went for it. Duh, that's what Lane Kiffin does. What You hired him for this. Yeah, Zebra so, does not change his stripes. <laughs> correct. Yeah. So but so who do you got I winning see, that? Uh, which, which, which series? Milwaukee Celtics. Miami. No. <laughs> Miami is the only team that can win a series they're not even in. Okay, so Miami's coming out of the East. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, seriously. Um, I actually have the Celtics this year. Yeah, they're um, they're playing out of their minds right now. Um, back yes. to your point they, about the defense. Yep. So, okay, so if it's – and I have not made up my mind yet. For me, uh, Milwaukee's a chance till somebody beats a champ. So I think I'm going to go with Milwaukee only because, of that. again, I think Giannis is special this time of year. Um, however – Jason Tatum may be one of the best players we've ever seen in the NBA. Yes. Is he yes. 20? Is he even 22 yet? Yeah, he, he's got to be he's like 24, I think. He, I don't think uh, he's 24. You don't think so? Because he's been playing, what, four years now, right? But he came in young. Yeah, Let's he see. came in when he was young. So Jason Tatum, I'm, you're, you're yeah. exactly right, 24. You're exactly 24, right. 24, yep. yep. Okay. I thought he was 22 still. All right, my bad. Yeah. Um, but I didn't he, know Jalen Brown is only a year older. He's 25. Right, right. Um, I'm so I'm so happy they kept them together, too, because you remember uh, last year they were talking about breaking them up, everything else. Yeah. And that team has been – they're so young, but they've been together a long time now. Right. Which is crazy in this in a, this NBA that that team is – that core has been there, what, three years now or something like that? Mm-hmm. Three, four years? Yeah, three or four, so that, yeah. Yeah, smart's, smart, been smart, smart's been there eight. He's twenty. Yeah, he's twenty-seven. I think. Yeah, twenty-six. I think or twenty-seven. Okay. Or no, twenty-eight. Okay. I think he's twenty-eight. Okay. Um, so that we, so the the core of their team is a bunch of people that are around the same height and you know size or whatever that yeah. can guard a, a bunch of positions and that always you know goes well. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's Horford twenty-eight. There? Marcus Smart's twenty-eight. No, Al Horford's not there. Who's their center? Oh, is it these? Is it Tybo? Tybo? Ty? Whatever. He may come off the bench. Yeah, um, I'm not sure. <laughs> but huh. but yeah, I like that. I like the Celtics a lot. Yeah, it, Thies. I think like, Daniel Thies is their center. Yes, that's what it is. Yeah, is it yeah. Thies? I thought it was Tice or something. Okay, yeah, but uh, yeah, I like them a lot. Um, yeah. I'm not sure about their, their bench strength and how deep they can go. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they're so young, shoot, they won't be worn out anyway. So Yeah. So that'll be so you so you're gonna have Miami coming out. I'm gonna have Milwaukee. I got a repeat from last year. Um so then who do who do you have uh wait, you didn't say do you think Miami beats Philadelphia? You said it'll go long, but Yeah, I think Miami wins that one. Okay, I was gonna say thank you because that Philadelphia is shaky, baby. Yeah, they are. They having trouble with with Toronto. Mm-mm. Yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if Philly won. But I, but I think yeah. Miami wins. I mean, I yeah, think I it's gonna go me. long. I think it's going. I, I want to say it's gonna go seven, um, but I think that the Heat will win in six. The Milwaukee Boston thing. I think that one could go seven. I could see that going seven for sure. Yeah. Um. All right, so. I'm gonna I'm, I'm picking Milwaukee again over the Suns again for me I, I, I you know I think they're just Giannis is just something special I love Drew Holiday um, so who do you got you gonna have Miami mm-hmm. I have Miami and the Celtics in the Eastern Finals okay and of course my heart says Miami but that's a toss up to me those two are a toss up I have no idea how that's gonna go. Uh, because you could get crazy hero. You know right. what I mean? Right. It's, it's mine is so weird. It's so, it's like, yeah, somebody's gonna do something that you're not expecting. Yes. Yeah. So you yeah. could you could get Laurie from three four years ago going crazy. I don't know what's gonna happen with them. 
you know, um, but I, I, them in a Celtic series is going to be super crazy because mm-hmm. it's two super good defensive teams. Yep. And it's, that's, we'll see, see. that's what I really want to, I wouldn't mind seeing the Celtics in Miami because of that defensive aspect. Yes. Yes. Like who's going to lock and they play two different styles of defense. Yes, they do. But yep. it's like, but it's like crazy. I don't know. That's going to be a crazy series. I think yeah. that's what it's going to be. I think they have the potential to beat uh, Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think it's going to be the Suns and I'll say the Suns and Miami in the finals, I think. Okay, who wins? I, I, I'll stick with it. I'll stick with Miami. I, I'll just okay. stick, with, stick with my team. Chris Paul gets denied again. All right. You, you know why I said it, though, Sharon? The reason I say that is because, you know, You're a homer? Miami. No, because oh. <laughs> even, Trey, even Trey Young said this when they, when they lost. He said Miami's kind of like plug and play. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's a system. They become like a, a San Antonio almost. Yes, they have. That, that, I agree. That they put they put another person in that you barely heard of, and it's like, damn, still getting buckets, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> so, and again, they're very kinda, well coached. I mean, they yes. and when people buy into that system, then anybody, then it is plug and play. You Correct. Know? Yeah. So now, I, I see that. I see Miami and the Suns with, um. With Miami winning it all, mm-hmm. but I can see that one one seven for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can I see can Miami too. and the Celtics one seven. I can't. Yeah, I just I just can't see the Philadelphia one seven to be honest. I can see that going five. Okay. All right, we'll check. We'll we'll write all this down and co- well, actually, we'll have audio of it. <laughs> all right, my guy, let's wrap it up. Um, so, a couple quick hitter questions for you: top five MCs of all time. Dylan, 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 and Dylan. I would say, J- wait, wait, five favorite or five are best? That's two different things. Yeah, it is two different things. Let's do five best. Five best. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> best. We got Andre 3000, mm-hmm. um, Jay Z. Um, best. I would put Royce in there. Uh, Black Thought. Mm-hmm. I agree with that one. Oh man, this this is gonna be r- and I'm gonna say Kendrick. Mm, okay, because I'm I'm going by just skill, not just favorite. So yes, yeah, no, like actual skill level. Yeah, um, that's a good five. If I if, if I just said like like. Favorite, it would be like Jay Z, um, Tupac, Biggie, um, and, and that's nostalgia too because you were a uh-huh. kid, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I may even put a little Cool J in there, mm-hmm. and and then um, thinking somebody else from childhood. Um, like Slick Rick. Nah, I, he's, he he's one of mine from my childhood. He didn't have enough material though. Like I, I yeah, only remember but, like one album to be honest with you. Yeah, but it was a good one. It was a good one. That's true. Um, oh, who would be five? Uh, uh, I don't want to put Nas in there. I don't. So that's why I'm trying to think about <laughs> Like any list I can leave Nas off of is uh. like a great list. Because I never, I always debate y'all with this about Illmatic and stuff because I don't get it. It's not because I wasn't in that time or that age that I listened to it and everything else. I just don't understand why he's on this pedestal. I never got it. Um, oh, say Snoop. Let's say Snoop. Okay. Even though he didn't, even though you know, over the years it hadn't aged as well, but yeah, Snoop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, three favorite producers: Timbaland, Dre, and Pharrell. Ooh, I thought you were gonna say Kanye. Um, I see Kanye as an artist, so that's that's a crazy thing. That's a good point. Yeah. Yep, you're right. Timberland, Dre, and Kanye. Over for real. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Kanye over for real for sure. Okay. Uh, this this Pusha T album proves it. So yeah. Yeah, it's a good album. It's a good album. <laughs> um, starting five in the NBA right now. Right now, uh, we're gonna go by actual positions. Sure. But there, okay, there's a lot guys. of that said. There's a lot of positionless basketball happening. Th- that's true. Right. That's yeah. why I was thinking about like that. So let's say. So you could just roll the ball out. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Embiid. I will pick Embiid as my center. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't have to go by position. 
Oh, I don't. Okay, so well, I'm I'm still gonna think of it that way. If I had to make a team, let's say it that way. Yeah, so you could do four guards if you want. You do whatever you want. Okay, cool. Um, I can do five steps. Then step, 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 step. No, 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 no. Not heights. the same person. <laughs> I'll just play it. So Steph, I would say Steph. Um, does Jason Taylor play two? It doesn't matter. That, he, he's a, he's oh, okay. Oh, oh, cool. Okay, so Steph, uh, Tatum, uh, Giannis. Uh, damn, I may put Luca in there. Mm. Luca and Embiid. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'll do. Yes, yeah, tough five. That's tough. Uh, yeah. All right. Last question, man. My favorite one. Five dinner guests that are alive. Five dinner guests. <laughs> Will Smith. Um, do not say Chris until, Rock. Up until a few years ago, I would have said Bill Cosby. Uh-huh. Uh, but nah. Uh, so so Will Smith, um, he said that a lot. Okay. Okay. Uh, Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay-Z. Uh, my granddad, because uh, uh, there's so much stuff I want to ask him as an adult. I uh-huh. think I, yeah, you know what I mean. Certain uh-huh. stuff we talked about as kids that I can't yeah. grasp. Yeah, my granddad and my brother. All right, that's where I was born. Yeah, that would be a great conversation. Yeah, wow, that'd be a good one. Nice dinner there. Yes. All right, Mr. Suds, everybody check them out. Peace, Suds. Tell us where everybody can find you, especially if they want some beats that they can steal well, from you. I'm or, on, or pay I'm, you. On, I'm on Facebook. I'm sorry, I'm on um, Instagram as King P. Suds, K-I-N-G-P-S-U-G-G-S. Um, I also do photography part-time. I don't do as much as I used to. But you said what part-time? Uh, photography. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't do it as much as I used to. I'm getting back into it this summer, though. Um, okay. What really slowed me down was the whole studio thing. Like a lot of people want indoor studio shots. I oh, have yeah. space for it in my house with the kids. Right. And stuff. Like it's hard to leave it up and they come in and mess with the stuff. So, right, um, right. But that page is top2not2.com, T O P, the number two, N O T, the number two, dot com. And it's the same thing on Instagram also. Um, and I'm going to figure out how to make, how to work that beat without it being a sample. And I'm going to send it to you because that okay. one is. Fire! It is hot fire. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm like, I may need to send it to you just so you can hear it because you're gonna, you're probably gonna want to write 16 bars if you hear it yourself. <laughs> okay. You're like, dang, yeah, that that one is fire. That's what's up, man. I, I'm looking forward to hearing it. So, yeah. All right, everybody. Your uh, favorite producer's favorite producer, Mr. Suggs. Thank you for uh, <laughs> for joining us today. Talk about some NBA. Got another great guest coming up next week. Hopefully, we, we had to actually um canceled last week's because he got called away but uh i don't want to spoil it but it's you don't you don't really like that interview too um so supposed to record monday so hopefully that'll be out uh mid to late next week and uh everybody check back then this is episode 44 with preston suggs have a good week